Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. This is The Roy Green Show. Well, obviously, uh, the level of integration of the Canadian and American uh, steel and aluminum industries uh, are well understood. Uh, ingots produced, uh, uh, aluminum ingots produced in Canada are used uh, by American manufacturers to, uh, uh, in a broad range of things. Uh, we uh, import uh, more steel uh, than the Americans uh, uh, ex- uh, import. Uh, <coughs> sorry, we uh, have a significant trade surplus. Uh, the Americans have a significant trade surplus with us on steel, uh, which, mean, which means uh, we buy steel from them, they buy steel from us. So, you know, I really don't want to play that clip that much. I really don't. We played it a few times today, but it's, it's just kind of bothersome to, uh, to hear the prime minister of this country stumbling so terribly over just providing a fundamental assessment of a news story. It is time for Beauties and the Beast for Michelle Simpson, the former seatmate to the aforementioned Justin Trudeau in Canada's Parliament when she was a Liberal member of the legislature. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Roy. Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, independent business journalist and vice president of Cambria, Canada. Hi, Linda. Hello, Roy. And uh, Catherine Swift, the former chair and uh, CEO and president and thingy, she used to say, of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. And uh, now workingcanadians.ca. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Roy. I'm calling in from beautiful, snowy downtown Calgary. Well, well. (laughs) Well, I'm speaking at a conference out here, and I have to tell you this, Roy. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me one of them came up yesterday and said, oh, you're a beauty. And I, and I thought, what is she talking about? <laughs> and then I realized, they're talking about your show. So many people listen to you out here. It's incredible. You probably know that. But oh, yeah. I was blown do. away by how many Albertans. And there's some people from BC and Saskatchewan here, too. And, and yeah. they, they wanted me all to say hello. <laughs> oh, that's great. And also uh-huh. excuse, excuse them for not listening today because they're at this conference. Well, it gets all of them to yeah. get that radio tuned up and, yeah. and listen, you know. Put a little antenna yeah. on your head and you catch it in your fillings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're, you, you've got a big following of Well, you? thank you. you know, and the ratings are, um, are pretty good on, on all the stations. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, it's great to know. May I just, uh, I just want to ask Michelle one question about that. When you listen to Mr. Trudeau, and that 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 clip was particularly dis- I found it disturbing. Was he unable to speak sort of casually, comfortably on issues when you knew him as a member of Parliament? Not always, right? You know, if it's something that he was, you know, when you're in your comfort zone, uh, but you got outside of that, and yes. He did stumble. He was one of the worst hecklers. Um, even when he heckled, he stumbled. So all I can say is it, it isn't surprising to okay. hear, you know, it, he was obviously doing it on the fly. He wasn't screaming. 
scripted, and that goes to show, uh, you know, it, it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It really is uncomfortable to listen to that. And we've yeah. heard we've heard so many stumbles in the past. You think we'd be used to it, but when I first heard that, uh, I mentioned earlier in the program when I first heard it, I thought somebody had done a clever editing job. Oh, well, yeah. it's, it's the it's the real clip. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is the whole clip. It is. And by the way, he didn't answer at all the question that the reporter no. put to him. It was just that bumbling baffle gab about you know we sell steel to them and they. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like what. Yeah. I mean, and this is a big issue. If this was if this was some picayune issue, then you go, oh, well, no biggie. But this is a huge, important trade issue that we've just had a big potential shock to a, yeah. a significant part of the Canadian economy. A big deal for Canadian taxpayers and mm-hmm. Canadian, you know Canadian workers generally. So if it was a little issue, you'd say, well, well, what the heck? But this is this is not a little issue. This is a big deal. He Do you know what I? Known, you know what feeling is? Better if if this is the way you handle yourself when you're one on one behind closed doors with uh, global leaders, and you start to find yourself, as Michelle said, in uncomfortable territory, and you start to have difficulty expressing yourself, it's not going to take very long for people of power and influence and experience to take advantage of that. Oh, right. Yeah. Right yeah. off. Yeah, but they'll take advantage of it. They'll they'll back you into a corner, and you know it happens in this business. And he's proven, you know, he and his finance minister and some of his ministers, they're easy to back into corners. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> they really are because there's a, for many of them, there's a distinct lack of experience. Linda, what did you, what did you hear? How do you feel when you listen to him, in that particular quote, that particular. A dissertation of nothingness. Well, you know, we've heard it before, Roy, and we've discussed it on your show many a time, that when he fumbles and fumbles his way through an issue. But i got to say, I agree with Catherine. This is a huge issue. And, I mean, you're sitting in Hamilton right now. Still, this is a huge thing for Canada. And to sort of not be able to be assertive and stand up, but to fumble like this makes us look ridiculous, I think, on the world stage. Well, he said he was going to stand up, but what I what I worry about is if Trump feels, and I think he's a seat-of-the-pants negotiator, mm-hmm. if yeah. he feels he's got you on the run, he's going to be trotting out other options of, of his, favorite little choices of his, and he's going to unload those on you as well if he feels that he has the advantage over you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's the way he operates. So let's talk about the tariffs end of things, Uh, Michelle. You're you're in the United States right now. I I would imagine it's very popular for Trump to say, "I'm going to create more jobs in the steel industry and the aluminum business here, and uh, to hell with uh, Canada and the other countries. They will play it our way because they need us." Nobody believes that, Roy, because he really. You know, he promised jobs. He promised all kinds of things that haven't come to fruition. So he's lost a lot of credibility because of his wild stories and, quite frankly, But isn't isn't the employment picture very positive in the U.S.? Yeah, it is, but there are certain industries, like he said he was going to get the coal mines up and running. Uh, really and truly, how much of that, how much of their, the employment has to do with Donald Trump and his policies? 
I would argue zero. Well, when he says something, the markets certainly react. They go up and they go down. And it's not uncommon for that to happen, Catherine, where the, where the president of the United States makes a statement that, that, uh, that is going to affect business. The markets don't very, wait very long to, uh, to react. And now with no. artificial intelligence running the responses, it's so much faster. It's, yeah, there's the, yeah, the wild swings in markets generally, you know, all over the world because of technology. But, of course, they react. And, and I would disagree with Michelle on the employment picture. Um, of course, you know, it, it, no government is ever responsible for everything in their economy. We're too globalized. There's stuff happening all around the world. But don't underestimate this tax reduction, folks. This is a major, significant tax reduction. One of the speakers at this conference here yesterday was a University of Calgary professor, Jack Mintz who's one of the top tax, talk, excuse me, top tax experts in the country. And he was, it was scary, some of the stuff. And he's talking to big business people, and not just in the energy industry, which, of course, is a big deal out here, but also Bay Street and elsewhere. And, and people are making decisions now based on those tax issues, and it means a loss of employment for Canada and a gain in the U.S. How big, yeah. could, how big does this have the potential to be? At the impact on Canada, never mind the United States. Let's how how significant do you think the impact could be on Canada of the tax cut that Donald Trump brought in in the U.S. Uh, well, well we could, uh, very significant, very very significant. I mean, it's hard to put numbers to it, obviously, but part of it too. Let's not forget, we see our energy sector, which is a big chunk of the Canadian economy, already decamping mostly to the U.S. because mm. of the you know, snafus on pipelines and, and everything else, and, and basically governments that are discouraging investment. So couple that with the, ta- the the whole tax issue, and you've got some very, very bad news for the Canadian economy. I just I just can't see it any other way. And, of course, we had the federal budget this past week, and, and Morneau is saying, oh, we'll wait and see. You know what? Once a lot of these companies are gone, if you fiddle around with the tax system in a year or two, you, they're not coming back. It's too late. They're, they're gone. No, it's too they're gone late. It's too late. Uh, Michelle, you wanted to get on this? Yeah, well, certainly. And quite honestly, I know he's a bright man, but Morneau is not the guy. He's the worst finance minister in my memory. I, I really mean that. He could be bright. He's run a business. But running a business doesn't always mean you're going to be successful in politics, and I think we're seeing that play out yeah. Linda, down here. I'm just looking at a story from Global News. Bill Morneau says sharing tax information with other countries' police to prevent people evading taxes. Um, oh. Right, Finance Minister Bill Morneau said Thursday, confidential tax information is being shared with police in other countries in order to prevent money laundering and terrorist financing, but said members of the general public are not the focus. Oh, very worrisome. Yeah, it is. What, what, nice. what, Invasion of privacy. I, I think this is really worrisome. When he says, uh, Linda, when he says the members of the general public are not the focus, that says to me when that's your opening shot on on, a, on an initiative like this, that tells me that the members of the general public are generally definitely the focus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Big Brother's watching. And, you know, I, I think let's look at this. We are still the largest trading partners in the United States. I did see in the budget that Morneau backed off that rigorous tax initiative that he was going to do that caused a major revolt across this country, particularly with business leaders who put their own money on the line. So that is good. 
But let's look at this. We really have to have a level um, playing field here, and we're not. And I think what uh, certainly uh, has happened in the United States with these tax cuts, we have to do better. And this budget, to me, was a major disappointment. It's amazing, isn't it? We were able to put a man on the moon in 1968, and we still can't get a mobile phone signal to be secure and predictable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back with Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift. They are the beauties. I am the beast. And there are some other issues we want to get at. I find it uh, rather interesting, by the way, that Kathleen Wynne, the Premier of Ontario, suggests Doug Ford doesn't understand provincial issues in finance. If uh, you just do a cursory review of the Ontario Auditor General's reports and her special statement, it condemns the provincial Liberals' handling of provincial finances to the tune of triple-digit billions on electricity alone. Well done, Premier. Well done. Nice job. Bye-bye. He's always up for a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale at Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson at Michelle Simpson, Beauties and the Beast for our Saturday. What do you make of uh, the uh, premier who has created triple-digit billions of dollars of debt, um, arguing that one of her opponents, and some people are saying most likely going to be the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, I don't know that that's in the bag, but there, some people are saying Doug Ford has the inside track on that now, but when Kathleen Wynne says he doesn't understand provincial issues of finance, maybe it's not a point that she should be raising, Catherine. Where's Catherine gone? All right, uh, Linda, far away. Okay. I don't know where Catherine went, but, uh, oh, it makes my blood boil when I hear her say that. She's got to be one of the most incompetent premiers that we've had ever. And the waste and billions of our tax dollars and the unaccountability and the auditors at time and time again pointing out the disasters that she has left behind and then to start pointing a finger at her opponents, you know, I hate to have the cliche, it is time for a change, but we desperately need a change here in Ontario, and I hope to goodness that we get it. Michelle, what about that when somebody who has a particularly weak spot in their performance, and that would be the economical or the economic uh, prowess of the current government of Ontario and the Premier, pointing at an opponent and saying, ah, he doesn't understand provincial issues of finance? I do. It's not, it's not smart? Or am I missing something? It, it, no, it, it's ridiculous. Because it could be argued the same way about her. Mm. They said the big issue, the huge issue in the next election is going to be the sell-off of hydro. Mm-hmm. People are not forgetting that. And by the way, who gave Doug Ford the inside track? Well, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know, because I've been reading up on it. and I In California? Heard, yep. I get my newspapers on my Kindle. Yeah. And seriously, I really think, I shouldn't predict, that Christine Elliott 
really has earned the, you know, she's got roots in caucus. The problem with some of the leaders that haven't survived are they had no roots. Well, uh, they, actually, it wasn't just me. There are a number of I've read a number of pieces where it's been said that Ford has the inside track or will have the inside track. And one of the issues has been that uh, Christine Elliott, uh, in her most recent incarnations with the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, has not been terribly successful. Uh, we have about three minutes left here. Catherine, tell us, please, what, what's going on in uh, what's the what's the conference about in Alberta, and what are the key issues that are being raised about? Western Canada. Well, well, it's um, it's basically a conference, an annual conference put on by a group here called the um, Alberta Association for Economic Information. It's uh, basically small C conservatives, some large C conservatives. We've had a number of people. Drew Barnes is one of them. He'll be running as a as a provincial MLA in the, in the upcoming provincial election next year for the Jason Kenney gang and so on. Uh, but it's a bit of a mixed bag of you know people like me, economists, commentators, whatever, uh, just talking about uh, the issues that we talk about on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Debt, taxes, uh, the magnitude of problems in our economy, uh, our political world. Uh, what what's, uh, someone just spoke just before I, I got on the line about what's going on in Ontario and how disastrous it is for future generations. So you know all all the topics that are dear to our hearts, and of course the vast majority of people here are are Albertans, and then there's some from Saskatchewan and BC as well. So as far as the Alberta British Columbia tussle is concerned, is that getting a lot of attention? Nobody's drinking BC wine here. No, <laughs> they might be. They might be for all I know. Anyway, it, it, yes, it is. It is indeed. The real killer, though, and, and of course, not surprisingly, most people from Alberta, is what's happening to the energy sector mm-hmm. and how they feel so abandoned. Um, I mean, again, I'm quoting Jack Mintz, who's a well-known professor uh, from oh, yeah. of Calgary, and he said something really interesting and really scary yesterday. He said, you know, all the green zealots, they want uh, our emissions reduced by 30, what is it, 30% by 2030 or something like this. He said, there's one really easy way to do that, and that is if Alberta separated. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Turn out oh, yeah. the lights. Well, I'm just telling you. The party's it's over. A pretty scary sentiment. Yeah, it is. It's hard to blame people. Yeah. They're struggling, and of course, they got an NDP government that keeps pouring money into public sector salaries and everything, while the private sector is, is dying on the vine. And it, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. And of course, Unless, you know, we had some, somebody from the energy industry talking about the, the massive discount because what we're selling our product, not just oil, uh, at liquid natural gas as well. Yeah, got you 10 know, seconds. All of the energy sector. Yeah. And, and it's all been creamed by bad policy. Okay, but Vivian Krauss. making a choice. Vivian yeah. Krauss is going to be with us tomorrow, and she's going to be talking yep. about the money that has been transported to the eco-warriors by American groups and foundations in order to keep the Alberta oil in the ground and and harm our national economy. Well, that's oh. good because Vivian's terrific. Yeah, she she really knows her stuff. She's been tracking this for go. quite a while. We have got massive American go. uh, big uh, the Rockefellers go. are involved. I got to go. Massive, massive. I've got to go. Okay, okay. Into Canada. okay. beauties. Thank Talk to you, you next weekend. Bye-bye.